solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering the Houston Texans on the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24, along with my partner in crime. You know who it is, John, some sports guy, Hickman. Happy to be back with you guys on this Tuesday to discuss newly acquired Marcus Cannon along with Ryan Izzo. We will be talking with Mike DeBate of the Locked On Patriots podcast, of course, with the Locked On podcast family, discussing what they will bring to this team. Also, we heard from Marcus Kennett on yesterday, along with David Johnson, and I think the acquisitions of Marcus Cannon, uh, Justin McCray, the reshaped offensive line unit that will now be led by James Camp, and I believe that David Johnson, who I don't believe will be the starter for next year, will still be able to contribute a lot more than what we saw from him previously. But before we get into that, the things that matter on the field, as much as Cody and I really don't want to particularly discuss this topic, we know it's an important one, but uh, the Deshaun Watson saga continues now with a woman who was reached out to by Sports Illustrated. And it's kind of funny. Sports Illustrated has been around the Texans organization for a while now. Don't forget those two uh, articles that was published about Jack Easterby. Now they're coming back with some more. In regards to what's going on with Deshaun Watson, the woman who will remain kind of nameless, a woman that's going by the name of Mary, uh, was reached out to, like I said, by Sports Illustrated about an incident that happened in 2019. It begs the question, of a lot of different things, but first and foremost, uh, right now, no criminal charges have been brought against Deshaun Watson. This is still in the civil stage. Um, his lawyer says he has proof that one accusation is false, which will call into the validity of the rest of the accusations. But this woman who is going by the name of Mary uh, said that she was reached out to by Tony Busby in the article. However, the way that she was approached by Busby and his team didn't sit well with her. And she's also claiming to not seek money. She is seeking a apology. And from her words, she's seeking basically uh, for Deshaun Watson to understand that I guess he has a problem and to seek help. That's what she's saying. And I can understand that uh, I will refrain again from a lot of my personal beliefs, but I believe at 19 official women involved in this case now, um, and we're hearing stories that he is going to these massage parlors. I'm sorry, he's going to meet with the masseuse therapists, some licensed, some not. In this case, Mary is a licensed therapist in the city of Houston. It seems as though that he has a routine that he likes to go through. She said that during her incident, Watson did not touch her, nor did he force her into conducting any sexual acts 
but she says he did engage in a behavior that was both inappropriate and unlike any other interaction she's had with any other of her more than 1,000 clients, including professional athletes in her several years working as a massage therapist. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, this happened in 2019 where they, where Watson arrived at her rented office space in the city of Houston. And uh, she does go along to say that she just wants a genuine apology for her and the massage therapist community. And so this is happening roughly two years ago. And in that two year span, think of all of the chaos. Now, if that happened in that two year span, you have to understand that that learned behavior is not something that automatically pops up. So there is a history there of him allegedly partaking in these kind of acts and behaviors. Um, and we can look at the downfall of Houston happening the moment Bob McNair passed away. Uh, Janice kind of slowly stepped away from everything and delegated all, all of the business affairs to Cal McNair. We never hear from the other son in the McNair family. And it does beg the question, who is actually the blame for this downfall? Because for a long time, we blame Bill O'Brien outside of coaching as well. Like we knew that he was going to get blamed for the mistakes he made on the coaching side of the football, on the field, especially when we look at that debacle leading the Kansas City Chiefs 24-0 and completely blowing that. And then we shifted our energy over to Cal McNair and Jack Easterby. But now with this going on, it would make sense that Cal McNair, Jack Easterby, and the powers that be doesn't listen to Deshaun Watson. It would make sense that people who have been in this organization for years are either having issues with the higher ups or they're understanding that a dawn is coming, right? Something is going to happen sooner or later with this situation and this issue, uh, especially once those rumors started to fly that Deshaun Watson was no longer happy and he wanted out because now you have to look at the organization who put a lot of money, invested a lot of money into this player who has protected him. Because do you think we would hear about these issues if he was willingly ready to continue to play football for the Texans? I don't think so. They're going to protect their investment by any means necessary. And I think that's what they were doing. However, if you are a part of a cover-up scandal, that will sit very bad with people, right? Like if, if I work at a company organization and I've witnessed this organization completely deny or overlook any sexual assault by some coworker friend of mine. Oh yeah, I have a problem with that. And I can't be around and support that no matter how much you're paying me, especially in the NFL where, you know, if I leave one job, people are going to get another job very quickly. But now it's just the thought that I have in my head, Cody and listeners is how long has this been a known problem in this organization? And for months, we blame O'Brien. For months, we blame uh, Jack Easterby and Cal McNair. And now you guys can start to see fans, uh, the media slowly turning towards Deshaun Watson and saying, hey, you have a problem, right? If this is true, you have a problem. And how much of the problem you have has contributed to the problem the Texans have. Uh, I think we are at the beginning of what could possibly be 
some shocking details that we will uh, hear soon. And I say shocking because it can be shocking against Deshaun or for Deshaun, against the Texans or for the Texans. We don't know, but this is only the beginning of what I believe will be a catastrophic disaster at some point when this is all said and done. Given everything that has come out with this organization, I, I don't. I still don't even believe that they even knew what Deshaun Watson was doing. When you, when you take a look at every negative thing that has came out about this organization over the past couple of months, I'm pretty sure at some point this would have came out before the Tony Busby Instagram post. I, I'm pretty sure somebody would have leaked that information out by saying, hey, you know, the Texans are protecting Deshaun Watson, knowing what he's doing with these massage therapists. That's my opinion on that. I don't know. Like I keep saying every time we talk about this, it's an unfortunate situation to have a guy of, or not just a guy of Deshaun Watson's stature, but just having Deshaun in this situation, whether it's true or not, nothing good is going to come from this situation. And it's just unfortunate at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And remember, we will be with you guys every step of the way, giving you uh, important updates and details about this situation regarding Deshaun Watson uh, moving forward. I will say this would bother me while reading that Sports Illustrated article was, in Mary's words, hearing his name, seeing his face on social media became a trigger for her. And she, she came out because if it's a trigger for her, when she was in that situation as well, it could possibly be a trigger for other alleged victims. And I think that for one, you know, that's strong of you to say, you know what, I'm not really going to seek money, but I re relate to some of these victims. And here's my story. Do with it what you please. However, I'm only sharing my experiences because when I see him, like everything is, you know, is okay. It really does bother me. So when I read that, I was just kind of thinking to myself, man, you know, 19 is a very high number. This story is coming out. Um, just I'm, I'm ready to see where it goes. This will be a roller coaster ride. Uh, but as I mentioned earlier, Rusty Harden, who is Deshaun Watson's attorney, says that he has proof that will call into question the validity of all of these accusations. And so uh, I just find it funny right now, there has not been a criminal charge. This is still in the civil stage. No evidence has been submitted to HPD. And trust me when I say I would have known about any evidence being submitted to HPD by now. So it's still in the beginning phases after two weeks. But let's talk about things that matter on the football field when we get Mike debate of the Locked On Patriots podcast on the show coming up. Marcus Cannon and Ryan Izzo, and along with what's David Johnson's expectations for this upcoming season. But first, I want to get you guys in the habit of making extra money with Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You got the NBA, you got college basketball, and March Madness has been pure madness this year. You also got the NHL. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all of the news, scores, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, 
Use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and use promo code Locked On. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. As promised, Locked On Texans fans, we had to get our Locked On podcast family member, Mike Diabate, from the Locked On Patriots over to the show today to discuss newly acquired Marcus Cannon and tight end Ryan Izzo, uh, two former Patriots. Houston now has to fill voids across their offensive line and their tight end position. To be completely honest, I don't think Ryan Izzo is going to be around too much longer. However, I can see him playing more of a fullback special team role, uh, considering that Cullen Gillespie is no longer with the team. However, you know, Cody's going to get everything kicked off. So before we do that, Mike, welcome to the Locked On Texans podcast. Happy to have you back. Oh, it's always a pleasure, guys. Cody, John, you guys do a great job. And thanks so much for inviting me here today. (laughs) Thank you for being a part of Locked On Texans today. So, Mike, yesterday we had an opportunity to finally hear from Marcus Cannon, for his arrival here with the Houston Texans. And um, he, he said a couple interesting things that I really want to harp on. But most importantly, you know, this is a guy who has been with the New England Patriots ever since 2011, if I'm not mistaken. What type of impact did Canning have on the Pats offensive line, especially his impact on the run game? Oh, he can definitely have an impact on the Texans offensive line. And I saw firsthand the impact that he can have on the Patriots offensive line. This is a guy that's previously overcome having non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He fought it and absolutely blossomed into one of the best offensive tackles in the game at one point. Um, Appeared in 115 games for the Pats, 69 starts over nine seasons. During that time, primarily the right tackle. But this is a guy that can line up on the left. He can line up at guard. Um, He is a very versatile offensive lineman, but I do expect him to be in the tackle position, whether it be on the right or on the left. Best season, without any question, came in 2016, started 15 games, second team All-Pro that year, helped the Patriots win Super Bowl 51. What Cannon brings to the table is versatility. He brings a toughness. He's got a great break out of his step, which allows him to be a very good run protector. He can also get in and provide great pass protection as well, but his main contributions are going to be in help protecting and help facilitating the run. That's something that Marcus does so well. And the work ethic and the drive that he's going to bring to the table every single day will really endear him to Texans fans. He's a Texas guy, born in Odessa, from Odessa, uh, played his college ball at TCU, as you know. Uh, This is a homecoming for him, and I think he looks at it as a second chance to provide that pop to his career. So um, great landing spot for Marcus. He'll be sorely missed up here in New England, uh, but I think he's found a really good spot in Houston. I like Marcus Cannon a lot for Houston because we obviously lacked the ability to get to the second level last year in the run scheme. And, And you just mentioned how great he is when he's on the field. Versatility and what he provides to the game isn't the issue. The issue for me, Mike, is stability and availability. He's missed some games. Uh, will that be a concern for Houston moving forward? Um, and, and we know that Houston has brought in other offensive linemen throughout this offseason. I fully expect for him to be the starter week one, but has he bounced back from those injuries? Durability can be a question mark with Marcus Cannon. If there is a mark against him, that would be it. From what I've been able to gather from people that I've spoken to close to the team, those 
uh, situations, those injury issues are behind Marcus. Uh, obviously, sitting out the uh, 2020 season, opting out of the 2020 season uh, was something that gave him the opportunity to rest, to heal up, to really continue to maintain his shape and also be able to get uh, healthy at uh, key areas. So I don't look for it to be an issue this year. Uh, I don't think that it's a situation where Houston needs to be overly concerned about his durability. Like I said, he does have a very good work ethic. And when he's healthy, he can be a very productive lineman. As always, injuries are always a wild card. You can never predict from one moment to the next if a player is going to get injured or if there's going to be any type of difficulty. But I wouldn't look for any previous injury history to hinder him from having a great season with the Texans. Flipping the script over to Ryan Izzo, were you surprised that the Patriots gave up on Izzo so soon? Because this is a guy who who has only spent two years in the league. And last year, he seemed like he was kind of coming into his own just a little bit. But everything with the Patriots was just, I don't want to say a total mess because it wasn't, but it just wasn't that New England Patriots feel that we all end up loving over the past two decades, especially when you guys had Tom Brady. Yeah, without any question, I think Ryan was put in a very difficult position last year, to be totally honest with you, Cody. Uh, in a lot of ways, Ryan is a solid tight end to tight end three option, maybe at best. Uh, you mentioned the possibility of maybe using him a little bit in the fullback position, maybe an H-back type. He does have that versatility to be able to do it, but Ryan was called upon to be tight end one last year, and ultimately it was just a little bit too much for him to handle. He's a solid blocker. He can definitely knows the field very well. Well, he's usually in very good position to be able to provide that. There are some issues in terms of being able to stuff the run. We've seen, uh, you know, in areas where there have been, uh, you know, situations where defensive linemen have been able to break through and get to the quarterback. That's something that I would keep an eye on or something that I think he should work on in training camp. As far as being a pass catcher, Ryan has pretty sure hands. Um, he's a decent route runner. I wouldn't classify him as a great route runner, but he can get out there in the field and find an open spot. Again, if he's going to be a second or third option for a tight end, someone that you bring in in situational downs to be able to make yardage, then I think you'll get good use out of him. If you're looking for him to be a primary option, if he's in coverage, it's going to be difficult for him to break three. He doesn't really have a great quick step for him to be able to push forward there. So ultimately, I like Ryan Izzo as an option. I don't like him as the primary option, but I think there's more to meet the eye than uh, with this kid. And I think that coming to a place like Houston to be able to cultivate talent and grow into it is something that could see him have a pretty good pro career so I like this acquisition for the uh, uh, the Texans I wouldn't have lofty expectations for Ryan Izzo but to expect him to come in and contribute absolutely yeah absolutely and there is a connection between Izzo and Casario I believe that's why he was brought in but does he provide any special team value that you can see Houston presumably being able to use him in Absolutely. He is. He's a very good blocker. We've uh, uh, put him in, uh, or I should say the New England Patriots have put him in uh, on both, ki uh, you know, uh, kick uh, um, uh, formations, punt formations, uh, and they've been able to utilize him in special teams. So he has seen regular um, action in both of those areas. That's a hallmark of a New England Patriots team that always utilizes all of their on-field players in special teams roles. We've seen Rob Gronkowski line up as a special teams blocker here in New England for a number of years a lot of people question that and as a matter of fact he actually suffered an injury at one point doing so and a lot of people were 
not too happy with Bill Belichick for that, but it's simply the way these players are utilized. Ryan is a solid con uh, contributor to special teams. I look for that to continue, especially with the New England flavor that Houston does have with Nick Casario there. I think he's going to be able to, uh, you know, utilize that and, and show what he can do in special teams. So I would look for his contributions maybe to be there a little bit more prominent than in the open field at the tight end position. Wise words from a decent man. That was Mike DeBay from Locked On Patriots. Thank you for stopping by the show once again. Mike, let everybody know where they can find you on social media along with the Locked On Patriots page. Absolutely. Gentlemen, it's always my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me once again. You can follow me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-B-C. Catch me each and every day on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Patriots, your team every day. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost three hundred fifty three. 99 at advance a big chain store but it only costs 216.79 at rockauto.com chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do RockAuto.com is for everybody and it does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We've been telling you about Bill Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Bill Bar, which you guys know is the best low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate. Now it's time to find out which Bill Bar is the best. It's Bill Bar Madness. Today's matchup is drum roll, please. Cookies and cream versus cookie dough chunk. I think this may be the best matchup, by the way. I'm going to roll with cookies and cream on this one. Uh, about three points. Make it a close game over a cookie dough chunk. But you can go to BuiltBar.com or to at Built underscore bar on Twitter to see who is the winner. Remember to use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCK15 to get your 15% off on your next Built Bar order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who's won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. The NFL draft is weeks away. It's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft Duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so that you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news with Mock Draft Podcast. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Before closing out the show today, I do want to touch on the media availability we had on yesterday with David Johnson and Marcus Cannon. Now, both of those guys said a lot of great things throughout their availability, starting off with Marcus Cannon. First and foremost, this is a guy who is very excited to be returning to the state of Texas, his home state. As Mike DeBay told you, he grew up in Odessa, Texas, and he spent his collegiate career at TCU. Cannon is real excited about returning back to the state of Texas. However, John and listeners, there is a little bit cause for concern with Cannon coming here to the Houston Texans. He mentioned last week he had an opportunity to speak to David Culley. He spoke to everyone on a coaching staff, and he was asked because he was so versatile. And as you heard Mike DeBay say, this is a guy who has basically played nearly every position on the offensive line. He does not know what his role with the Houston Texans is going to be. And to make things a little bit worse, he really does not know how much time he's going to be playing here in Houston. And John, you can let me know if I'm reading just a little bit too much into this, but I do find it a little bit concerning that after he met with the head coach, after he met with the coaching staff, he does not know what his role is going to be. Now, I understand this is an organization who has been going through a lot over the past couple of weeks, over the last couple of months. However, I would have felt a little bit comfortable in Cannon's arrival, knowing that David Cully or someone on the coaching staff would have said, we are expecting X, Y, and Z from you. I'm not sure if you're reading too much into it, because I think it's a valid question. Will you be playing along Titus Howard? Yes, but where? And I think what Houston has to do is wait before they can assess that, right? Because will it make more sense to have Titus Howard at that tackle and allow Marcus Cannon to play the right guard, a position that Houston has been lacking, uh, you know, depth for one, and just somebody who can really take over that role and blossom. I wouldn't have a problem if Houston is thinking about flip-flopping Howard and Cannon. It really depends on the scheme. Who are you going to roll with at running back? How will you use your running back depth chart? And who gives you the most confidence that you can win at the line of scrimmage and create a push going to the second level? Uh, and I think if Houston looks at it that way, then we may have to see a swap in positions for Titus Howard. Um, but I'm comfortable with both of them as of right now. I just want Marcus Cannon to play majority of the season. You know, like I want to see... 14 to 15 games. I know he's a lineman. I expect for him to miss one or two games, but I want to see if he's durable. If he's durable, then I think Houston will be set either way. I would not be surprised if the Texans, especially with James Campen, would put Titus Howard on the inside and let Marcus Cannon become that right tackle. He was asked which position do you prefer on that offensive line? And he did say that if he had to choose, he would like to be right tackle, but he said it doesn't matter. He's going to give it his all. It doesn't matter where he lines up. I know you got a big concern about him and his durability. I do want to let you and the listeners know that he says that he feels 100% healthy. And then, yes, I understand it that a lot of players say that um, as you head closer to the draft, closer to training camp and stuff. However, I do want to mention that he did take the 2026 season off due to COVID reasons. So I do believe we're going to see a healthier version of Marcus Cannon in Houston versus what we saw during his time with the New England Patriots. And here's the thing, you know, a year off is only going to give Houston a rested Cannon, somebody who is ready to play ball. Mike raved about him. You know, he's a workhorse. Uh, 
what he does as a run blocker. And so that leads us to David Johnson, who we also heard from yesterday as well. Cody, give us a little insight about what David Johnson, uh, you know, where was his point of view at the time and how do you feel he'll benefit from this offensive line, mainly discussing Mark Cannon with their right side being able to provide a push next year? David Johnson always talked about part of the reason why he struggled throughout the 2020 season was just simply due to the fact that the offensive line wasn't really that good. Johnson also spoke on other reasons that led him to a subpar season in 2020, stating health and his comfortability level with the team. He said it was real hard for him to get comfortable with the Texans last year because there was a lot going on, especially when he was brought in under Bill O'Brien four games into the season, O'Brien is now out. And he said health was a big concern from him. As we know, he had a concussion that forced him to miss, I believe, three or four games. Then he got back and he had to miss another extra game due to COVID reasons. However, I did have the opportunity to ask David Johnson about the last three games of the regular season. And, and as you guys know, I am a big believer in David Johnson when it comes to what he showcased throughout those last three games of the season. Just to remind everyone, this is a guy who rushed for 239 yards with two touchdowns on 34 attempts. I had an opportunity to ask him, how can he use those last three games and expand it throughout the course of the 2021 season? And this is what he had to say. Really just his motivation, knowing that I still got a lot left in the tank, knowing I'm still able to contribute in the running game and be an effective player, an impact player for the team, uh, really just helps motivate me in this offseason getting ready to go. Uh, and I think the biggest thing is just staying healthy. As a running back, that's the, the main thing. If you're on the field, I think it, it'll help out, obviously be a good thing to uh, be able to play. And so I feel like with those three last games that I had last year, it gave me a lot of momentum uh, going into this next season. You guys heard it. He says he still has a lot left in the tank. The 2021 season has to be a no-excuse season for David Johnson. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter as well at some sports guy, where I mainly talk about a lot of different random stuff. If you really want to talk sports, Locked on Texans is where you should follow. But I'm also a fun follow on Twitter as well. Music, food, movies, whatever you want to talk about, I'm always available. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.